the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. There has been considerable attention paid to the big Intel deal here in central Ohio, and with good reason. It is a transformative deal. Uh, I am not so old to remember central Ohio before Honda. And if you are of my generation, you may recall that uh, Honda was trumpeted to a great degree when it was going to create a factory in East Liberty, Ohio, going to make motorcycles first. That's all they're going to do, make motorcycles. Not going to make cars. Well, now they have made, I think they make the Ridgeline. They have made the Ridgeline in Ohio. They make the Accord in Ohio. And uh, here's what I also know. This is kind of close to my home area. But there are an array of factories that have cropped up within probably 50-ish miles of Honda that exist solely to do business with Honda. So when I heard about the Intel deal and $20 billion initial investment, perhaps a $100 billion investment, Licking County, I knew never going to be the same. The other thing that I recall from my time here in central Ohio is uh, the creation of Les Wexner's New Albany. And the Easton Interchange. Like, I went to the airport last night, very, very late. And that whole Easton development, that whole Easton Interchange, everything over there, 161, a corridor to Granville. Um, I probably don't know the year that that came about. I think it was during the first George H.W. Bush administration. And this will show you the power of having a politician in your corner at least for one year, maybe for more than one year, every federal dollar that was earmarked for highway construction in the state of Ohio went to the creation of the remake of I-270, 161, Easton, you know, Easton Town Center Way, or whatever they call it over there. Every dollar went to that. So... Um, no doubt, Les Wexner uh, made some very uh, significant political contributions to the Bush campaign <laughs> to get that uh, favorable arrangement. So I can sort of envision what Jersey Township, Licking County, what it's going to look like, because I've seen two instances that give me a barometer for what Intel's going to do in Central Ohio, given what I know about Honda and given what I remember about the creation of New Albany. When I was in high school, we had a cross-country meet at New Albany, and New Albany was like a little burg. It was just like, I mean, you can't even 
begin to uh, understand what it was. Producer Pam, New Albany is your hometown. It's my hometown. I graduated so, from okay. New Albany. Yeah, I so grew up there when it was a little bears no resemblance. Country right? ta- No, not even close. Yeah. No. And the other the other instance of this would be Dublin. I mean, when yes. I went to Ohio State, you would I would take two seventy around to the Sawmill Road exit, and you'd get off at Sawmill Road, and there was nothing. Nothing. Mm-hmm. Nothing. And you drive all the way down to Bethel and Sawmill, and there's the Shell Station. It was the only thing you would see. Don Scott Field and the Shell Station. Mm-hmm. So you're going to see a dramatic difference in Licking County, but maybe not as dramatic as it could be if the CHIPS Act does not pass. Now, the CHIPS Act, and I didn't know this until today, the CHIPS Act actually stands for something. The CHIPS Act is creating helpful incentives to produce semiconductors. Mm. Whoa, very nice. But it is not moving out of Congress. And I spoke to someone the other day who has been involved in recruiting Intel to Central Ohio. And we were talking about the CHIPS Act. We were talking about, you know, what Intel has planned. And basically, Intel is committed to Central Ohio. But the level of its commitment to Central Ohio could change, could change, if the CHIPS Act does not get favorable treatment by the politicians in Washington, D.C. They're committed to, I think, $20 billion, but that $20 billion could become $100 billion if the CHIPS Act passes and we really make it as easy for Intel as... George Herbert Walker Bush made it for Les Wexner to build New Albany. So what's the holdup? Well, of course, Joe Biden's blaming it on Mitch McConnell. Now, this is interesting to me. that Joe Biden has control of the Senate and the House, and he can't get anything done that he wants to get done, and he blames Mitch McConnell. Now, I suppose it is politically savvy not to blame Joe Manchin, but Joe Manchin and Kristen Cinema are typically the uh, turds in the Democratic punch bowl. They are the people that are keeping Joe Biden from doing away with the filibuster and ruling our country like the king he perceives himself to be. Absent checks and balances from our Supreme Court or from the party in the minority or from anyone else. But the CHIPS Act is consequential to the size of the intel development. And so it is not a surprise that Ohio, which is run by a supermajority of Republicans in the General Assembly, they are reaching out to Washington trying to get Mitch McConnell, who shares their GOP affiliation, they are trying to get him to smile on the CHIPS Act. Now, why would Mitch McConnell hold up something that apparently is good for business and that would make Ohio look good and would certainly, uh, not that I think Nan Whaley has a ghost of a chance of beating Mike DeWine, but it certainly won't hurt Mike DeWine any if they start moving earth out in Licking County and uh, he can point visually to um, something that he is quick to take credit for, although I'm not sure he's justified in taking credit for it. But he wouldn't be the first politician to say, you see, you see, you see what I did? Even Joe Biden's trying to take credit for the intel development, and I know he had nothing to do with it. But Mitch McConnell is slow to act on the CHIPS Act because if the CHIPS Act only dealt with chips, it'd probably have a much better chance of getting Republican support in Congress. But the Democrats 
have weighed it down with a bunch of stuff that has nothing to do with chips and the creation of semiconductors. They want to uh, saddle it with stuff about prescription drug prices and increasing taxes on multimillionaires and all those kinds of things. So it'll be interesting to keep watch on this and see where it's going to go. The Ohio uh, Attorney General Dave Yost and 14 state attorneys general, so we're not the only state that wants this to get through, sent a letter to Mitch McConnell the other day telling him, hey, we need this. Get on this. Let's do it. And Intel, of course, is also doing it. But Intel has to be careful in this because they don't want to look like they're guiding the process, leading the process because, you know, Joe Biden and the Democrats, are they friendly toward big business? No, they are not. And while Mitch McConnell and the Republicans, I think, are friendly toward big business, they don't necessarily want to advertise that because it makes them an easy target for the lies that the Democrats always say about Republicans caring only about the rich. But it is an odd alliance, Intel, big tech, and Republicans here in Ohio and at the national level, being unified in trying to get this CHIPS Act through. But think about it. Have you bought an appliance lately? Have you bought any? And I'm not even talking about a washer, dryer, refrigerator. Like, I bought a $100, like, blender thing, a Ninja, the other day. That thing is so high-tech that a simple, should be simple, blender has to have multiple chips in it because you just dial up what you want. You want a smoothie, you want ice cream, you want this, you want that. Everything runs on chips now. Everything. Why do we why can't we get cars? Why are the why are the car lots bereft of a the kind of selection of automobiles that has typically been in abundance? Can't get the chips. Can't get the chips to make this, that, the other in the cars. So Ten years from now, will we have a $20 billion Intel investment? That'd be nice. Or will we have a $100 billion Intel investment? That'd be nicer. Now, I admire and uh, like a good marketing campaign as much as the next man. I've been known to uh, shush people during the Super Bowl commercial breaks so I can watch the Super Bowl commercials. But I am not really catching much of a vibe from this latest Miller Lite marketing endeavor. Uh, Miller Lite, back in the day, employed a lot of great athletes and coaches in a very um, famous and very successful marketing campaign. Remember... Uh, Tastes great, less filling. Now, that was good. It's from the Wayback Machine, kids. Look it up on YouTube. Now, Columbus Crew fans can boast, the story says, of having a hand in the production of one of America's top-selling beers. Hmm. I'm intrigued. I'll read further. Actual dirt from Lower.com Field was sprinkled in April across barley fields, 
that Miller Brewing Company harvests <laughs> to make Miller Lite. Okay, now if I told you that Miller Lite was made from dirt from Lower.com Field, uh, would that whet your appetite, whet your whistle for, hmm, I can't, I wonder what that tastes like. Beer with dirt from Lower.com Field. I'm not beer guy, but I'm voting no on that. Doesn't really make me go, hmm, like Nancy Pelosi. Can't wait for a beer that tastes like dirt. Uh, the crew is one of three professional sports teams in Ohio whose dirt from their home field is being used to grow Miller Lights barley. The other two are the Cleveland Guardians and the Cincinnati Bengals. So let me do a little inventory here. Why is Ohio State not a part of this? Because they have no dirt on their playing surface. It's a phony athletic turf, right? Same with the Cincinnati Reds. I guess they could get it out of the sliding pits, but mm, not enough dirt, maybe. Uh, It's all part of Miller Brewing Company's Brewed in Ohio initiative. The company has a brewery in Trenton, Ohio, in Butler County, down by Cincinnati. Here's the quote from the marketing genius. The new campaign is honoring sports fans and iconic local athletes with a big taste of hometown pride by connecting them to two things they love, their beer and their team. A big taste of hometown pride in dirt. I'm voting no on that. I'm voting no on that. Now, sad news from Hollywood. Uh, Iconic actor James Caan. Uh, died on Wednesday. We learned of his death yesterday. Now, uh, James Caan, I would say, when I think of James Caan, I think of three movies. I think of Brian's Song, which I know most of you go, huh? Great story about a Chicago Bears running back, Brian Piccolo, who died of cancer. The Godfather, where he played Sonny Corleone, And Elf, where he played the dad of Will Ferrell. Here's a little uh, Sonny Corleone for you. What are you going to do? Nice college boy, huh? Didn't want to get mixed up in the family business? Now you want to gun down a police captain? Why, because he slapped you in the face a little bit? Huh? What do you think? This is the army where you shoot him a mile away? You got to get up close like this. Bada bing, you blow their brains all over your nice cyber league suit. You don't have any idea how hard it was to find an audio clip from The Godfather that I could play on over-the-air radio. But, uh, Michael, uh, uh, James Caan was amazing in The Godfather. He won an Oscar. Now, here is a little-known fact about James Caan. He was twice voted Italian-American of the year, even though he was Jewish and of German descent. So if you doubt that James Caan was a great actor, he uh, came off as a gangster. But... Here's something you probably didn't know. Yesterday, I learned of James Kahn's death while listening to the Megyn Kelly podcast. And it just so happened that yesterday, Megyn Kelly had as a guest on her podcast for two hours a mobster named Sammy the Bull Gravano. Anybody remember Sammy the Bull? Sammy the Bull is the guy who put John Gotti away. He's the guy who turned on John Gotti. Sammy the Bull is credited with being the guy who ended, if it's ended, 
the mafia in New York City. I'm surprised he's still alive. Well, so was I. In fact, that was Megyn Kelly's first question. Yeah. How are you still How walking are you around? Still around, yes. Yeah. And uh, there's been one attempt on his life, I guess. But the guy's killed 19 people. So if you go looking for Sammy the Bull, just know that you might get back uh, what you came to dish out. So she just mentions she's interviewing Sammy the Bull. She's in the middle of the interview with Sammy the Bull. And she just happens to mention, oh, look at this. James Kahn died. And then the interview took a turn she did not expect. Uh, what an icon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, he was hooked. What do you mean? He was, he, he was in the mob. What? James Conn was, was in, hooked in with the mob. That's the guy who played uh, Sonny, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. What do you mean? I was, there, was... I was there when he came down and asked permission to be in that movie. I was there with Carmine Persico, Joe Colombo. Gave him who did he ask permission of? To be in the movie. But who who is he see, whose permission was he seeking? Joe Colombo's. And he came to Carmine Persico because there was a guy, uh, Andrew Mush, who was friendly with him. Matter of fact, uh, Andrew Mush, who was a captain in the Colombo family, uh, became godfather to his kid or vice versa. They were real tight um, all their lives. So he, he was connected with the Colombo family. Wow. So at some point Three in years. his, at, when he was being cast for the Godfather, you're saying he had this connection? Yes. Wow. Yes. I was I mean, there he, when he came down and they, I, you know, I, they said he's an actor, he's coming down and they played the part. They brought him over to Carmine to his permission. And you, you witnessed him asking for the permission? No, absolutely. I was there. What did he say? No, he asked for permission. Carmine told him, I'll talk to Joe Colombo. I'll make this happen. Don't worry about it. But, but wait, I was but there I'm confused because James Kahn was a successful actor, I think. I'm, I don't have his whole bio in front of me prior to The the Godfather. So are you saying nah, he, was just... he was young? He was young. I don't think he was a major actor. He could have been an actor. Oh, of course he was an actor. But I don't think. But he, he was wasn't in the mob like you were in the mob. You're saying ties, no. like connections, what, no. friends? What does it mean? Yeah, it's it's an associate. It's an associate of the mob. In other words, he's on record now with the mafia as an associate. He's not a made member. He's not one of us, but he's an associate of the of Columbo, Columbo family, just like family. Sinatra was. Whoa, he was too. You say? I mean, oh, of course, without, there's been rumors about this for years, but you're saying that without a doubt, they're true. You know, when we took over, John what? Gotti and me and uh, John Gotti, without I was a thinking doubt, Sinatra, without yeah. a doubt, he said. So, to review, James Kahn went to the mob and asked permission to play a mobster in The Godfather. Now, the other part of that is, in The Godfather, what's the most famous scene? The horse head in the bed. And that was a Hollywood producer who they approached to put into that guy's movie an actor. Ow. So, I thought that was interesting. I thought you'd find it interesting. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.